Life's a Mitch. All right. Well, hi there. Um, so this is episode one of Life's a Mitch. Yes, that name is pending. It's actually horrendous, but anyways. So episode one, just after you just listened to the intro, so um, we got my first guest, and here, here, it's my brother. Say hey, Nathan. Hey. Oh, dear. This is going to be fun. So, all right. So today I've asked you to come. Thanks for coming, by the way. No worries. How you been? Yeah, pretty busy. Pretty busy with work. Yeah. Um, what's uh, what have you been doing work-wise? Uh, so I'm a plasterer. Um, have been for the about the last four and a half years, and uh, yeah, we basically just plaster houses. Um, and it's the rate of uh, new houses going up at the moment is pretty insane. People are buying, buying a lot, and um, yeah, it's just really busy at the moment. So yeah, right. So where are you located, and do you want to give your business a plug? Uh, oh, I mean, I wouldn't give my business a plug, <laughs> but I'm located in Hunter Valley. Um, I live in Maitland, um, but we go everywhere for work. We go, you know, up to Anna Bay, down to Central Coast, out west, anywhere. Anywhere the work is, we'll go. Um, but yeah, if you, if you do want any work done, <laughs> just contact us, contact us through Mitch. All right, can do so, uh, so you're an expert at getting plastered. That makes sense. <laughs> there actually is a business called Get Plastered, <laughs> and uh, that's not to do with fixing houses. Up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I should probably give them a call. This is making me feel very nervous doing this. But here we go. So the idea is, I'm putting together some sort of audio portfolio, maybe to work in radio later, because everyone, you constantly remind me I've got a head for it. <laughs> well, this is true. I was just saying the other day to my wife, Zoe, um, that uh, <clears throat> maybe he's trying to get into radio because he does have the head for it. But, you know, <laughs> no, we, we, I think that, honestly, it's it's a good good place to start. And I think it's a great thing that you're actually starting to do. Like, it's, oh. it's going out of your, I wouldn't say comfort zone because you're pretty comfortable with this sort of stuff to me. Um, appreciate you coming out as well because I know this isn't really your jam. Oh, not really, but hey, always give something a go. I'm just gonna say, so yeah, appreciate you coming out. So what, what this what the whole idea with this whole thing is? We're gonna speak about how we know each other. We're bros, literally from different mothering hoes. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So he's actually the step bro, but we don't see it as that because we'll, we're just yeah. We're, we're brothers. We're Everyone there. asks, do I have a brother? Yes, I have a brother. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about um, one of the when when you were living in Port Macquarie a few years ago. I don't know if we should talk about Port Macquarie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we were out this one night just having beers and you know carrying on like a pair of. We weren't drunk. We were just playing pool, making friends because that's what we did, and um, absolutely smashing the skewies. And um, was it the Macca, the Port Macquarie Hotel? Um, geez, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I remember talking to these people just playing pool as you do, and sweet that they were sweet. They were probably in their fifties. Yeah, forty, late forties, early fifties maybe. And uh, we're you know, we're talking up a storm, and we challenged them to a game of pool. And I think it was the wife that asked me. She goes, "So how do you two know each other?" Now keep in mind, there's no blood relation there. I said, "Oh, we're brothers." And she turned around and said, "Oh, I can see the resemblance." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that still gets me to this day. Yes, a hundred percent look alike. Yeah. Well, now for those who don't know us, Nate's got you know, fairly thick black hair and, it's, and an awesome beard and freckles and different coloured eyes than me, and I look like a human total. You know, no hair, blue eyes, gorgeous blue eyes, but um, I'm something that you would stick your trailer on. So you know, give yourself more credit, mate. Come on. Fine, a very nice total. <laughs> the nice shiny ones. Yeah, all those ones that come what, like fully chromed and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's how we know each other. My dad and mum split when I was what seven or eight, and not, I don't know how long it was after that. Dad met Nate's mum. Uh, pretty sure that uh, I was you and I were both nine. Now, there's about 10 months between us, isn't there? Yes, 10 months. You're, you're February and I'm December. So. Correct. I'm there 10 months go. older. I'm the older brother. Yeah. Older, well, wiser brother. Well, I don't... The word wise... 
isn't really used much in this setup. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I kind of think you like gravity. You just bring me down. Oh, ouch! <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you go all right. Um, so yeah, so interesting thing to talk about today is that you're you've got a quite a unique story to tell when it comes to your dating history because you married quite young. I did marry quite young. Um, so can we talk about your like life of dating? Um, I remember you only sort of had two or three relationships your whole life, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I'd say a fish, like an official number would be four. Okay. In your 32 years of existence? Yes. It's not bad. I am slightly less and more swipey swipey than that. <laughs> no, Tinder, Tinder should be sponsoring this show. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to share some dating stories? Some So to you, like in this 21st century, right, what... Yeah, what do you think has become the normality of dating? Normality of dating. As in, like, you heard days in the past, like, people would have to court each other or whatever. Can you tell us, actually, can you tell us how you met your previous girlfriends and you're now wife? Like, can you take us through? Yeah. Uh, so, previous girlfriends are all through school. So, um, there's nothing, there's nothing, um, there was no, like, courting as such. Um, and we, I mean, it was just teenagers being teenagers and... Um, my cat session in the, yeah. in the rumpus room and me walking in mate not very ball yeah yeah <laughs> kind of like that um, but yeah there's, there's no there's no I mean we were just at school had had a good time together and then decided to make a relationship out of it it was all school you know schoolyard love supposed um, but that's cool but it was um, it was uh, it was they were legit relationships I mean I was my first relationship um, I was only oh, probably 13. Yeah, I was about 13. Um, and then uh, moved to uh, Central Coast from Goulburn. Good old Goulburn. Um, share that to the jail. <laughs> uh, yeah, moved to the Central Coast um, and tried the whole long distance thing as a young teenager. Uh, didn't really work out. So we, we was had... That, was that name? That's correct. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, so that that stopped, but then uh, was a, not probably about a year later um, where I met somebody else. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know who this is. Um, and I actually was with her for two and a half years. Yes, um, that was in the Rantukli area, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, cool, cool. yes. Um, so yeah, that that's a fairly long relationship for a 14, 15, 16 year old. It is now. Um, it, is, it is nowadays. It's longer than any relationship I've ever had. Yeah. So, um, I mean that as teenage love and stuff comes to to an end. Um, yeah, we ended it uh, mutually, um, and then not long after that, then dated somebody else for probably about uh, <laughs> six to nine months. Oh, your your face is. You were so trying to be very like. Cautious as to what you say, I love it. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to like call anyone out. There's, it's not, it's not. This not man the This man not even <laughs> going public yet, but I respect your discretion. Um, so yeah, uh, that the last relationship ended before I was even eighteen. Um, and then my now wife, I met when I was eighteen, almost nineteen. Um, shout out to my sister Amanda because she introduced me to her through um through her birthday he was only 19 well not even well not even <laughs> that's it um but no we actually uh we hit it off pretty pretty quickly um at my sister's birthday it was in the august and uh nothing they, were they roomies for a while uh not roomies they just worked together in sydney okay at the junkets that's great yeah, cool, cool. um so yeah we hit it off but nothing came of it and then um it came to her birthday in the October, and she invited me to her birthday. And you started. It kind of <laughs> just started from there. Keeping in mind it was her birthday, she was turning 24, and I was oh, only 18. The, the cougar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, can I just interject there for a sec? Yeah, yeah. They say the greatest strange dream is to own your own house. Fucking bullshit. It's a punch above your weight. 
And you, sir? <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. I have, I have been punching above my weight for a long time now. <laughs> Without a doubt. Oh, that's the greatest strange dream. I don't care anyone says. I'll tell you something, though. There's, there's no way I ever thought that she would ever date me whatsoever to start with. It just, like, the aura of her when we first met was just... Clothes shut off, not not responsive. You know? No, no, she was responsive. She was responsive. Um, but she seemed like a a class or two above me, if you know what I mean. So in terms of like like you thought that she thought you were beneath her, sort of thing. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that. Um, is she had a a certain level the way she carried herself because she was a strong strong woman. She carried herself um very well. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Okay, so she, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. She just, she seemed like she was granted, she knew what she wanted. And you're thinking, maybe I don't have a shot here, but why not? That, and she was smoking hot. <laughs> she, she is smoking hot. She is a good looking rooster, I'll give you that one. You're doing well. Um, and to be married to her for so long now. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we, we, we hit it off and um, she, uh, we, I think I proposed to her um, it was actually a year later I proposed to her. On, it was only a year. It was only a year. Yeah, right. Um, on her birthday, so it was October to October. And uh, when we, did you? How did like? I know that when you're young, you're not as experienced. But how did you know? Like, because I've never felt like that of anyone. Just it's can't. hard to tell. Everyone's going to be different. I mean, we we just hit it off like best friends, straight up. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. There's, there was no defining moment, I suppose. It was just, I, I just felt in myself that I knew it was the right thing. And it's, I knew that that's what I wanted. Yeah. Jeez, I bet your heart was beating a mile a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Damn straight. <laughs> um, yeah, considering I did it in front of like, I don't know, maybe 100, 150 people. Um, yeah, right. Was it at the, was it, it was in a, ga- a gathering of people, was it? It was actually at a church that we were going to. Okay. Um, and I did it on stage while she was uh, presenting uh, some news at the time. So, so let me get this. Let me get this straight. While she's presenting news, you presented the presenter. I uh, just got the inside scoop. Hey, Dale, want to be the miso? Boom. Pretty much. This just in. She said yes. <laughs> Not that kind of presenter. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. Uh, to all my listeners out there, this is my AM talking radio voice. <laughs> uh, no, well, I thought that line was pretty good. But, well, guess not. But now, so yeah, you literally in front. Oh, jeez, man, I don't get embarrassed, but that takes some stones. Oh yeah. So good on you. <laughs> Ooh, mate. Oh, I. I oh, see. I I didn't know that. I I didn't know it was in front of people. Or... I had some inside people helping me out. <laughs> oh, so it was a group. Did you give them a shout out? At some point, you want to give them a shout out, yeah? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So they helped out, but uh, you know, not not worthy enough. Fuck you. Moving on. No, just kidding. Okay. So, so you fast forward. What's that? Eleven years. Oh, jeez, don't. Twelve years. <clears throat> Hope hopefully she's not listening to this. Um, no, <laughs> it's eleven years this year. I think if anyone listens to this, they can't be too bright. Put up my sort of voice. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, oh, there you go. So, and how long was it? Because you're a father of two. Father of two, correct. So, young Jaxie? Yes, Jaxie. Come on first. Yeah, he's six, will be seven in April. Jeez. Um, wow. <laughs> growing like a champion. Funny story about um, before Jackson was born was the whole pregnancy, though, was say, he's going to be a redhead. I'm like, no, no, we're not having a redhead. Look at the freckles on me. <laughs> we're not having a redhead freckled kid. And I was like, no, there's, there's no chance. No chance. Lo and behold, here's little Jackson. Comes out with a mop full of red hair. And not only is it red, it's the brightest of red hair and the bluest of eyes. That's right. It and is such eyes. a unique combination of which I'm, is which is interesting because I have hazel eyes and Zoe has brown eyes. Maybe it's because yeah, your elder sister has the pale blue eyes. Correct. Maybe I don't know how genetics works, but 
when I first seen Jaxie, I'm like, wow, that's, well, yeah, that's, I didn't see that coming anyways. But yeah, like, the Jaxie's now seven. Yep. And he's doing his, what, year two this year? Year one. Year one. Year one. And killing it. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, good shit. He loves it. See, this is good because, like, I haven't spoken to you properly for a long time. And this is good to catch up, so. Yeah. Yeah. So then what happens after Jaxie's grown up? Now, take me through that next phase. As in? You had a daughter not long after? Ah, uh, correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was a little bit after. Um, Alora, she's two. She'll be three in June. Wow. Um, and again, we had a redhead. <laughs> and again. Um, the only difference, the, the difference there is Jack's is straight hair, uh, straight red hair, and Alora is quite curly red hair. Well, they they say that the curly gene or the curly hair is like is a rare thing. Um, kind of like it's like red hair, like recessive gene, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So the fact that because the strands of hair are quite unique, the way they twirl around, they're more like they can stretch for the normal hair. It's like it's more springy. Yeah. I think I heard Dr. Carl say that one time. Oh, Dr. Carl, isn't he the best? Well, and if someone fact check fact checks me on that, well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, and she's nearly three. She's nearly three, and she runs amok. She runs <laughs> the household. Well. I think it's, as a male, it's our lot in life to just do as we're told, isn't it? This is true. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially when she came along. <laughs> <laughs> Said the balding single man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so I, I am collectively an uncle of 12 now. Jeez. So I've got a half-sister on mum's side. Yep. And I've got older brother Mark by blood. Yeah, but and then when my dad married Nate's mum Pam, she has three kids. So we've got Christine, Amanda, and yourself. Yes, correct. And every one of you guys has children. Yes, actually, don't know if you heard. So my my sister's eldest are 25, 22, and twenty or something. Yeah. And actually, I think Brenda's birthday's next week, and he's twenty six. And um, Tasha's partner, Britt, is my age. So Tasha and Britt are about sixteen years apart. He's doing IVF and they're announced they're pregnant with a little girl. Oh, nice. So, uh, 13th niece is on the way. Wow. <laughs> I, um, yeah, it's crazy. That's, anyways. So, you know, rocking the Uncle Bod still. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah, it was pretty exciting news. They've, uh, did the gender reveal on their back deck and pink balloons everywhere and that seems to be the new thing, gender reveals. Gender reveals are massive, and people try and cut to come up with the most crazy ideas. Did you see Darius Boyd's? No, I didn't, actually. So he, well, everyone knows, oh, we're footy fans as well. You're a doggy. I'm a sharky. I'm actually wearing my Sharky's Premiership 2016 shirt with my gut overhanging my belt. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> and, um, so... The Broncos dumpster fire season that was last year. Like, you know, everything from David Pangai with the whole barbershop thing yep. to Anthony Seabold, whole club is in disarray. Yeah. Now, the Broncos could have avoided the spoon if they beat the Cowboys. They still lost. And this guy still thought it'd be a good time to do a gender reveal. Really? After he loses a game, yeah. He kicked, <laughs> it was like a little football, and he kicked it, and pink powder went everywhere. Ah, uh, okay. Like, you know, fair enough, you want to... Share that with the world, fair enough. But I know it was during COVID, but he did that and went back into the sheds. No one got to thank him for the service of the Broncos. Probably because no one was going to thank him. Well, this is true, yeah. <laughs> after, uh, the, after the season Broncos had last year. And just Darius being a bitch. Yeah, that's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, he could probably knock my head in easy enough, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, so, okay. So that's exciting. I want to share a story with you. Story time with Mitch. Oh, get used to that, people. It's going to happen. Oh, the chat. Um, so everyone knows I was, I like to entertain. That's why I'm doing this because I like the sound of Mitch. I just do. So the my nickname is your Mitch. own voice. <laughs> yes, I do. Come <laughs> Frog here. Hi, ho. So my dating history, should you reckon I should share a bit of mine? I don't see why not. Okay. So. I, um, so I'm 31, been single on and off for probably 85% of my adult life. So my first relationship, oh, I had a bit of school dating, but 
doesn't really count. I'm thinking of bird ones. But my first actual, my first girlfriend when I was, uh, uh, we got together when I was 17. Uh, shout outs to her. I met her at an 18th birthday party. So my friend Hacho invited the girls. So it was, it's four of them. Next girlfriend was one of the friends. So I'm just trying to be a little bit PC here at the moment. And my ex-girlfriend drove a car and her three friends down anyway. So we're all pissed and whatever. And they all went to bed. And I ended up banging the larger girl in the friends group in the backseat of ex-girlfriend's car. I left a stain, got her MySpace and MSN details, felt bad because I broke her car in without her, and then I sent her money in a envelope with no stamp on it to get it cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> and how, can... how am I only just finding this story out now? <laughs> <laughs> and I dated that girl for three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I believe she's recently married and loving life, so shout-outs to her and her other fella. Nice. And uh, I'll keep it classy. I won't say enjoy uh, my seconds, but anyways, I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, from 17 to 20. We broke up because I think we were just, it was mutual, but I think we were just um, young and naive. I mean, I had some great memories with her and I'll always be thankful for that. Her family accepted me as their own for some reason. And, um, Hindsight, I look back and go, I could have done heaps better. I, I really could have. I was, I've always been anxious and insecure about a lot of shit. Um, still in to this day, but I'm doing much better. I don't, you know, it doesn't keep me up at night or anything, but just to be aware of it is good. Um, so fast forward, I would say three years. I met a girl that I won't name because she's an evil, evil bitch of a thing. And um, I ended up dating her for six months or so, and uh, we were banging and hanging and we were jamming and ramming and whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we have a little piece of the Ned here and there. So my nickname's Midi and Ned, Ned because my last name's Kelly and Midi just was given to me at school. I don't know where that come from. Shout outs to Pagey. I think he came up with that. And um, yeah, so spread the net as often as I could. And she turned, and I went, as I went to the snow, and every time we hooked up, I always bagged up because we were very careful. And um, ended up going to the snow with my friends and that, and she's on the phone saying if you don't come home soon, it's over. Just out of the blue, it was weird. And I didn't know what the justification was, so I said, I'll have it. I pretty much said, well, sorry, I'm balls deep in the snow down here. I can't really do anything about it. So I wished her all the best and tried to move on. Gets home and she, she harassing, or harass is the wrong word. She's persistently asking me to hang out right Finally met up with her, and lo and behold, she's actually pregnant. She's had a scan, was it 12 weeks, 15 weeks, whatever it was. I don't know how long it is supposed to be. Oh, it varies. So she was legit, said her name, and she was pregnant. Okay. Wow. And my heart just dropped. I already know it. So, so wait, this is, this, is, this is while you were dating, or was that before you started dating? She fell pregnant. Well, at the time, I thought it was, oh, I, you know, thought it was mine. Like, you get tunnel vision, you go, oh, shit. Right, yes. And then it, it, I did what any masculine 23-year-old boy would do. I went to mum. So of I didn't, course. I didn't know what to do. And I said to mum, like, what What do we do here? And she, you know, did you type up? And I said, yeah. And she said, what about, like, timeline? So she, I, I forget how long it was at the time. And she asked me, she's like, well, how long, how far along was she? I told her. And she said, go back through your phone, check the messages and see when you actually were hanging out. The numbers didn't match. So she said to her, she said, take that to her and say to her, you want a test done? Because you're legally obliged to have one. And on top of that, if it's yours, you'll deal with it then. And just express to her that you're not ready for it. Because I wasn't. I'd scared the shit out of me. Like, I was, even now, like, it would take consideration, you know, almost 10 years later. But, um... So I gave this feel to her. I said, I'll be there for the kid as far as you and I go. Can't be spoken to like a piece of shit. And then she starts mouthing off to me in the middle of the cafe in the middle of everyone. So I did the old bail bodge and got out of there because I don't want to be spoken to like a piece of shit. Get that enough at home. And um, so fast forward two weeks, she wants to meet again. I'm like, right, I will, 
provided you don't speak to me like a piece of shit again, all I wanted to do. So she's agreed to that. And she's very fiery, this girl. And um, met up. And then she's in tears. I'm like, what's going on? She confessed the kid wasn't mine. She never stopped seeing the ex-boyfriend that she supposedly left. And all the while was trying to get me to pay to get rid of it. Oh, really? I fucked up. So, oh. hey, like... Wow. No, I... <laughs> it's just toxic it's it's a toxic uh she sounds like a toxic person i look i don't know what was going through ahead of the time i i don't know i haven't seen her since she was you got a thing too she was probably scared as well oh yeah and i wanted to help her out i did but to be on the receiving end of a a constant barrage like Mm -hmm. look i i'll never understand the complexities of having a kid and carrying one in your body because i'm not a woman Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i can't speak on that behalf but i now yeah, man it, 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 it fucked me up like for a long time like trust issues anxiety levels just i want enough that i think that's one of the reasons why a long time went is why i didn't date anyone that well I just sort of used like as i used to say treat them and treat them mm-hmm. and, but yeah we whatever so so, so do, you, do you feel like that's that's affected you your dating now not now i've, I've come to terms with it now yeah, I've been to counselling and I've. This is actually doing this sort of thing helps as well. Mm. So I call it schooner therapy. You get together with the boys, you drink beers, and you're having therapy over schooners. Yeah, schooner that's right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think because I've had the ability to make people laugh, well, thought that a lot of people feel sorry for me either way. It's like MC Mitch. Yeah, people. Um, I think I use that as like a like a coping mechanism. To, well, I did back then. Now I just realise I'm I'm funny as fuck. Just ask me. And um, <laughs> modest. <laughs> what? Why wouldn't you be? Come on. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just someone said to me once it was a Tinder bird. There was a, so in that period just after her, there was a, I'd go to Edgeworth Tavern, the alumni of Edgeworth Tavern. Now for those of you who aren't round from around Newcastle, Edgeworth Tavern used to get the absolute dregs of society. You'd get <laughs> toothless bitches, you'd get blokes with like five cents of their name and still manage to smoke all the durries from outside on the tables and shit. I'm talking <laughs> Scunchville. And, this uh, is why Mitch went there. Because <laughs> like, you know, just like a packet of Magic Noodles, I was cheap and easy. <laughs> and um, so... <laughs> Have I told you the, this story about the Beast Slayer? No. Oh, shit. This is... See, I don't get embarrassed, but this one gets me. Brace yourself, people. So, <laughs> so every... I, I used to play cricket for Edgeworth Tavern with my brother, my other brother Mark, and um, some mates there, and we go back every Saturday because the, the pub sponsors for feed and beers or whatever. And for a long time, a long time, for a few months, most weekends, I'd end up talking to older birds, and I had my beer goggles on pretty hardcore at this point. I was <laughs> smashing schooners like an absolute demon. And um, it got to the point where I'd make out with these girls, and my mates look over and go, oh, bro, what are you doing? Like, Taking it where you can and get one it. And some of them go, oh, Mitch, they're absolute fucking beasts, man. What are you doing? <laughs> to the point where my, my friend Brody goes, hey, You've been tested, right? I said, yeah. He goes, mate, your cock has been through some beasts. It's like Excalibur the Beast Slayer. You're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and a small piece of me died when he said that. And I heard that and, and I thought back to myself. And I thought, yeah, well... I went, the following weekend I was there and I wasn't drunk and the bird I hooked up with the week before was there and I seen her, what it was like, what she was like without... Without beer goggles. With, with pre-beer goggles. <laughs> and uh, needless to say, I tried to get post-beer goggles pretty quickly <laughs> and I went back again because I'm a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you were in a house, right, um, there was as an old house and this chick was from Aberdeen visiting her auntie. Who lived in Homeschool, which is like a few suburbs now. And one of the older guys that played soccer at Barnsley was hooking up with the auntie in one room, absolutely smashing the guts out of her. <laughs> and me and this young bird get back to the house in the spare room, and all you can hear is, Get over here and put your dick in me. Oh, oh no. I was oh. Like, that. <laughs> and honestly, she was getting driven through the floorboards. <laughs> and. <laughs> 
I just remember this bird going, I want you to do the same to me. And I got the world's first erection. That's right, two inches grew inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I'm just going to the toilet. I'll be back in a minute. So she's gone in there. I think to do a shit. <laughs> got in her phone, changed the digits, ran. I was out of there. Oh, the, yeah. There was no Uber back then. I did the... I was like... It you legged it? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it would have... Honestly, if you slowed it down, it would have looked like a majestic lava lamp. Just blobbing shit going everywhere. <laughs> Where'd you go? Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> None of this Baywatch shit. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there's Baywatch. <laughs> And then there's King Tide. You put it together and you get Mitch's man titties. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> so, so we, um, yeah, that was, and that was the end of uh, Excalibur Mitch for about six months. That's a punishment, I tell you. And then not long after Tinder came out. Good old Tinder. So then uh, old Billy Beastlayer over here could select his prey, I guess. <laughs> nah. Uh, not long after I met another girlfriend. Um, I don't know if you met this one. Blonde girl, four letters in her name, lasted about four months around Christmas time. Not sure. Don't think so. Oh, well. You don't tell me everything. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry about that. Cheeky throat clear. In a Rona, Rona world, uh, we got um, what uh, the first lot of vaccines starting next Monday. To... Next Monday, is it? I think that's what Jeez, the news is. Because yeah. I only heard that it was coming out like yesterday. Yeah, I think the, so you've got the elderly and frontline workers. Mm-hmm. So like that security guard that was caught banging people in yeah. Victoria, you know? Yeah. Gets, he gets a jab, then he gives someone else a jab. Good on him. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, and then long after that, I dated another girl for a year. That was circa... No, actually, then I went to England. I come back for about a year, and then that's when I dated a girl from Nelson Bay. Lasted about 12 months, just shy of, and we split... Because just a button heads and um, my honestly my own insecurities um, probably cost me that relationship, which in hindsight I'm glad it did because I um, knew we weren't right for each other. And as far as I'm aware, she's off doing her, she's living her best life up north somewhere. So bow to her. And then um, last so that was a two and a half year gap. And then last year I dated a girl for six weeks. And then you know in that time I've been swiping and banging a lot like a lot and, um yeah it's swiping got, right and swiping yeah. left which which one is it so right isn't it right is yes on tinder left is right. no and um like to be honest it got to a point it's like oh, another vagina because like you hook up with someone and a lot of girls out there that i've come across like you, that app is for hooking up yeah and you know you both know what you're there for cool no problem and for a while there was like this is fine but i think now my priorities have changed, and for 18 months, two years, I've wanted to meet someone. So I'll keep putting myself out there and see what happens. Surely there's got to be some some people out there, some women out there that, that are actually on their two-form oh, relationship. They do exist. Just um, hard to find. Different apps. So like Tinder's, you know, everyone, you know, obviously it's going to come down to the individual story. Tinder I've had a relationship off. Uh, the year-long relationship with that girl was off Tinder. Um the last relationship was off Tinder, the six-week one. But I, we just realised that we, um, the idea of each other was, because we're both nerds, both in the movies and, like, comic sort of stuff, but the idea of actually dating each other was outweighed by our love of our fandoms and stuff. So actually her and I recently started chatting again and we're just talking about this new WandaVision show. And probably we did dinner a few weeks ago. Nothing there. It's platonic. It's great. Nice, that's, that's friends, that's it was, good. It was, it was, it's the first time I have been friends with an ex. Yeah. And it was it was good. Um, she's a lovely girl and, uh, you know, she's going to find someone who deserves it pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, she deserves it. I don't know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Everything else is MasterCard, right? So, that's a little bit of an insight as to what my dumpster fire of a relationship <laughs> has been. It's been absolute... You could write a sitcom about it, 101 Ways to Disappoint Women, starring Mitch <laughs> Kelly as a lead, the producer and director. <laughs> All right. So I, I had a some sort of um, setup to stick to, some sort of program, but that's just been blown out, so 
Cool. So this is the section where I'm going to put you a bit on the spot. So I did my homework and I've, I've written a follow-up song. Did you get a chance to... Well, if you could sequelize a song, you've always been a Matchbox 20 fan. What, what sort of music do you like? Ah, uh, jeez. My music's pretty broad. Um, Eclectic for those of you playing at home. Yeah. I, I guess the only sort of music I don't like is country. So, you know, I range anywhere from Metallica to Matchbox 20 to any sort of rock, metal. Yeah. So, okay. Gun to your head. While I read my follow-up out... If you could just come up with like a, a follow up song, even if it's just the title of a song, like Enter Sandman, and it could be like Entered Sandman, could be like, I don't know, something. Do you want to hear what I come up with? Yes. Alright. So I picked Chose. I chose Working Class Man by Jimmy Barnes, but I've sequelized it into his old years. I called it Retirement Class Man. <laughs> and um, it goes as thus. So you know the first song is Working Hard to Make a Living, Free Shoulder from the Rain? Yes. I worked hard and made made a great living, provided shelter for the fam. Now the grandsad's carrying on. Oh, that's right, I used to be a working class man. Whoa, I'm now retired man. Now I've travel I've been travelling around for a while with a missus who is truly kind. She's keeping me on my toes across the Aussie coast. Man, I can't wait to get into a roast. Oh, oh, oh I'm a retired man. Want to hear some more? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I still listen to this and that still. So that's right. Good one. And that's right. I worked my entire career at the mill. I think back at times that were and think to myself, fuck, I've become quite the sir. Well, well, I'm a retired man. I love that woman more than ever. And yes, she's still my wife. A great mum and nan, truly winning at life. Turns out I made up my mind long ago. We've argued and gone to and fro. Doesn't matter because she's the way to go. A full life I've had in the golden years I saw. Fuck yes, I'm a retired man. This I roar. Bye, Mitch Kelly. <laughs> Beautiful. If anyone wants to hear that with some backing to it, um, someone send in a backing track and, and we'll get we'll get good old Ned here to uh, to put his vocals to it. That is that is like. <laughs> Slam poetry, but for bitches. Because I am, that was, I was a bitch. <laughs> what do you reckon of that? That was, that was a train wreck. No, nah, that's gold, mate. Look, honestly, I don't, I don't have the mind and, and brain to, to think up this sort of stuff. You, no, yeah, you actually have, it's creative. You have useful skills. <laughs> honestly, if you put me in a, in a circular room, I'd still find corners and shit to do. Honestly. <laughs> if you come up with something, Interject and we'll, we'll go to it. Or are you still thinking? Have you rethought or something? No. Okay. My mind's not there. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I was thinking about another topic, and I'm going to have to insert like some sort of cool audio for this. But do you want to have a bitchy with Mitchy? A bitchy with Mitchy. So this is where we take something that has pissed us off, or like something that has just been grinding our gears. No, I really grinds my gears. You America, fuck you. <laughs> So shout out to Family Guy. I can't do a Peter Griffin impression. You know what grinds my gears, America? You. That's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can do Kermit. Hi ho. And I can do a little Scooby Doo and a Shaggy skit. Oh Scoop, I'm scared Scoop. Me too, Raggy. Oh Zoinks. <laughs> don't forget about Beavis and Butthead. Oh, <laughs> check it out. What is it, Beavis? And yeah, and you know, for those of you, if you do end up listening to this. You can probably see why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> oh and You're a lovable guy, come on. <laughs> I think I just blew off everyone's ear, earbuds with that loud Scooby Doo laugh. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Um, okay, so, you want to go first? Nah, what's the topic? Having a what bitch grinds your gears? Be anything. Okay, this. <laughs> okay, this. Okay. I think you get a laugh out of this. So, I travel to work, two other guys. And I travel an hour up to the valley to do shift work. I'm not going to say the name of the company because you need, if you're going to mention the media or externally, you need permission from said company. If you don't have, so I'm just going to call them the company. Anyways, so driving to work this one day, going up the valley and going through Singleton. There goes from a 100 zone to a 60 zone. Mm-hmm. And um, person driving, calling person A, was going stop start on the brakes, stop start. Stop start, and I'm thinking, fuck, what's going on here? I'm just on the, I'm actually on the back seat, swiping for bitches at about six in the morning. <laughs> six in the morning, <laughs> half asleep, going, oh, she's alright, I'll swipe right. It was, it was super like, it was super like, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently I'm, that makes you look lonely and, 
and shit. But anyway, so we moved on. And um, so stop start, and I noticed we're getting a high beam from behind. And he said, this, this five quick doesn't stop. I'm going to go down and jam him. Oh, he won't jam himself. And the other guy, he's in the front seat, just a placid dude, just nice guy, Doesn't nothing phases him. And he's like, just don't worry about it. Just keep driving, we'll be fine. And we get to the red light. There's a four-way intersection in Singleton. It's only two... And we, we, we're at the red light, it's red. Jackson Park rips it up. Oh, roughy. Now, the guy in question is a bit of a Terry Tuffner. He starts strutting his stuff over the car, and Dev and I are in awe. We're in awe, and we turn around like, <laughs> like, like you would not believe. <laughs> and so, this guy in question is a bit of a staunch character, and we've turned around, and sure enough, he rips his door open aggressively, looks him up and down, points in his face, like, you know, I couldn't tell what he was saying, shuts the door. Walks back and then we drive off. I was like, "What happened? I thought you said you're going to hit him. Like, what's going on here?" So the fucking was. Then I realised he was a merry looking bloke. So all I could do was apologise for the way I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> he backs down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I don't blame him. I know a lot of Mary and, and Simon dudes, and yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> I yeah, I don't blame him either. I mean, I know of, of a few. I work with a, a guy of Mary descent. And even though he's like the most placid dude in the world, he could snap me in half if he wanted to. That's right. He's and that, actually... that's the thing about Islanders is they, they are quite humble. They're humble, humble, nice people. He said to me, he said, stay humble but let motherfuckers know. I'm like, that's a good line. Yeah, I like it. Now this guy in question, his name's Hina, he's going to be on next week or the week after. And he, he said one of the best lines I've ever heard. No, he's, you know, he's a marriage descent. And I said... Mate, you got a red beard. Where's that come from? He goes, oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because my ancestors used to eat your ancestors, and they used to have red hair. And they passed down to my generation. Oh, I, I, I didn't know whether to laugh or to be scared. <laughs> and he's looking at me with a straight face. Just, I'm thinking to myself, oh fuck, here we go. But like, he's legit the most. He's a him and his wife are do like motivational. Speakers and they're into their spirituality through the like, universe and positive thinking and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Interesting character. Hmm. So I want to get him on as soon as I can because I was speaking with him to him about it at work and he said, "Man, sounds like a great idea." I won't do it. I won't do an impression of him because I wouldn't do him justice. I just let him come on, <laughs> and then he can embarrass me himself. Um, but nah. So that was that was a cool story. And man, there's some absolutely characters in my life, mate. Anyway, so. I guess I digress. What pissed me off was that I ran a likes going to work on Tinder. <laughs> a hot chick had to wait 12 hours to get more. <laughs> <laughs> that whole story just, just and the, and, then the what I got to, and then when I got the swiper, there was no match. Oh shit. <laughs> so, that's my bitch of the week. <laughs> the life of me. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, my yeah. bitch of the week, I'll tell you, being on a job site, you need to go to the toilet. It's not the best uh, <clears throat> not the best place to go to the toilet. The, the old portaloo. The old portaloo. <laughs> uh, during the hot summer, you know, it's it's stinking hot. It's like a sauna inside there. But it's not about the heat. It's not about just sitting sitting in the toilet and having that smell. It's uh, It's actually when they come to clean those toilets. That's the worst. Because what they do is they come with a big old pump and they suck it all out of there and that smell just goes through everything. And you're sitting and sitting inside at lunch, for example. You smell it. And you, it, the smell just intoxicates. And that has happened quite a lot lately. I, I thought you were going to say you were sitting on it and they sucked it out and then... Almost sucked your guts out through your sphincter. That's where I thought that was going. Well, I mean, that might be a good way to clean things out, but uh... oh, that's a new way to fasting, <laughs> fast tracking. <laughs> Obviously, my understanding of the human body is on point. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's that's my that's my pain of the week. Uh, we have on site we have um, like crib huts, but they're demandable buildings. Yeah. So we've got the toilets. That amountable through a big generator powers it all, and however often they suck it out too. And I don't know how often it does get done, but now you get four crews of 100 production operators per crew going and using toilets, shitting, whatever. Quite often there's a pungent odor. 
That's a lot and of people I, through the toilets. I, that's just so on our crew production. There's I think there's about a hundred production staff. Some use so there's the main block up top which some people use, and then mostly for the production staff, contractors, mains, whoever, they use the crib arts. Yeah, there's the, the there's two separate crib arts for the two different departments. So you got rocks and overburden and coal, and then the drillers do their thing. They usually got go up top. Anyway, so um, yeah, you got fifty two trucks plus digger drivers, grader operators, water cut operators. Yeah, and yeah, it, um, if it smells anything like that, then I feel your pain, bro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bitch of the week. You you have a legit problem, and I've got a first world <laughs> white boy issue that I get swiped on. <laughs> oh man. So um, so as you can see, that Nate and I have many banterific moments i guess mostly it's just you just shaking your head at me oh that happens quite often well when we were kids um my penis had a name it was freddie <laughs> and he freddie used to make an appearance probably just about every night um just flash me penis out hey, it's, oh it's freddie again like freddie could have had mail address there he was out that much it was pretty <laughs> One, one story in particular that I quite remember is um, <clears throat> Amanda, oh, no. our sister, was uh, she had a couple of friends over that uh, they decided they were going to have a, a sleepover in the tent. And here's, all, here's little Ned, he's probably about nine or ten. Oh, no. And uh, <clears throat> he decides to jump in the tent, pull his dax down and start talking about Freddie and Susie. You remember Susie? <laughs> Susie was the name of a fictional vagina in my head. <laughs> uh, and yeah, decided to flash his Freddy to to her friends. Um, I don't think she lost those friends, but you know. I ended up fucking one of her friends years later. No way. You knew that, didn't you? Nah. Bullshit. Not those two friends. No, I don't know if that was the same friend, but I fucked one of her friends. Oh, yeah. No, nah, not those two friends. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if they, if they saw that, they wouldn't have gone back. Well, it hasn't gotten any bigger. <laughs> I can absolutely guarantee there's one inch per hundred done pushing it. <laughs> Think of a bulldozer pushing traffic cone. <laughs> just arse power, just getting it done. <laughs> and anybody that, that sees you on Tinder now is not going to swipe right. <laughs> you don't be mean, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I one. thought we were connecting over it. So we're actually at my little... Villa thingy, um, got the laptop on the table, we're sitting in plastic chairs, I've pulled out all the stops, um, so this is a great setup. Hey, you bought me a coffee, I'm happy with that. Well, that was very caramel, you could smell it. Yeah. It, uh, there's a new Macca's up here at Gilliston, and uh, needless to say, I also dropped that joke, you know, when you get your coffee, you say thanks a latte, instead of thanks a lot. <laughs> oh no. At the scrub shout out. Wow. Love me some scrubs. I actually got to start studying for for a project at SBS, which I can't talk about yet. Oh, um, Ooh, juicy story. I uh, when it airs, I might be able to talk about it then, if it is. But there's uh, got something in the works. Nice. Um, maybe. And um, the the scrubs is going to be a part of that. So, <laughs> oh dear. But things you do, eh? So that was our bitch of the week. Bitch of the week. So what a uh, we have an interesting. A lot of a little bit twenty odd years of history there. We've got a lot of history, a lot of stories that one podcast episode will not cover. Probably not. <laughs> what's um before? Okay, we'll wrap it up soon. Before we go, what's something that you remember that stands out as a kid that was just a, like a standout moment? Could be good, could be bad. Standout moment. Jeez, now you put me on the spot. I, I like I like um, getting people just thinking in a different way. Um, you know what? I, actually, a good standout moment. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking good standouts, not bad standouts. Why did you just insinuate the very small? He just made the the look. The okay, white, it's nothing to do small. with Freddie, all right. I thought it was like the small moment was when you put your penis away. That's It's like, that's, <laughs> I was like, thanks. Nah, a good standout moment is is having fun on holidays as a family. Morissette um, Caravan Park. Morissette. Um, also, I think we went to Browley once or so. Like, we were was all that very some, young. Was that something to do with the South Coast. your 
great auntie or something has a property down there? Somewhere, yeah. It's it's it was in the family, yeah. I remember, yeah, it was your, your grandparents were there. Yes, we we're all there. Um, I have vague memories of it. It was cool. Yeah. Surf you can. Oh, sort of. Yeah, well, holiday in the south coast. Yeah, holiday it was holiday house. holiday area. But yeah, even, even Morissette, like we had, we've had some uh, some great family times back in the day. Doesn't happen, you know. We don't go away as as family these days, just because we're oh, all older. The world, you can't right now. <laughs> the world's a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what he's talking about is so my eldest brother Mark and I lived in Newcastle with my mum. And Nate, Amanda, and Christine lived in Goulburn with Dad and Pam, my stepmom. Um, so we, Dad would come up, Dad and the crew would come up over around Christmas time. They hired a cat like a cabin at Morrisette Caravan Park uh, for about what t- two weeks over Christmas or something. I think it was only like a week. A week, and yeah. uh, it was it was great. Uncles and aunties came, grandparents came, uh, from both sides. Both um, sides, yeah. And it was cool, and you know we just. I mean, actually, remember, you had the pool up the top and you drive down the road and there was bush to the left. And everyone was, all the adults were in the back area having beers and whatever. And someone was driving away and you can see all of our asses. Even the girls just mooning. Yes, that was actually your grandparents that you mooned. <laughs> Poor old Popper and Grammy. <laughs> and honestly, it would have it would have been like just a sheet of white. Oh, especially, yeah. All privileged white asses. Five privileged white asses. <laughs> At first, we're all like, hmm, should we do this to Popper and Grammy? And then we're like, ah, let's do it. See, I'm the youngest, and if I had people guiding me, saying, get your ass out, I always did. And oh, no I even think I showed them the Fredster as well. More than likely. And so I was like, oh, yeah, his penis is out again. <laughs> was he just going to stop embarrassing himself? It's honestly, it's gone from a tic tac to the size of an um, adult thumb on the full. A bit of blood, it looks like a thimble. It's ridiculous. Nah, it doesn't really. All, the, all those single people out there, it's all right. It's not really. It's too thimble. Anyways, so like, um, yeah, so that's probably episode one of Life's a Mitch. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say before we go? Be good, stay proper. And uh, as uh, one, someone said before, be humble, but let, let motherfuckers know. Mark Bernardin, the writer, come up with that. He can get her on a t-shirt. But yeah, let motherfuckers know. Peace. <laughs>